All right, there we go. We're rolling. Welcome to the SWP for a second straight day. It's Canadian gold in an absolutely huge event. Maybe the single hardest gold to win. Canada going for gold as well in women's soccer. And it makes you wonder, who's Canada's flag bearer going to be through all of this? So many great moments. It's coming up today in the SWP, and it's brought to you by Jim K. Ford. And Josh is about to tell you about All Insurance Ontario. Have your insurance rates been going up year over year? You're not alone. It's happening to everyone. I'm Josh from All Insurance Ontario. Send me a text and see if I can save you a bunch of money. 860-6008. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Reignite your love for driving with a new Ford from Jim K. Ford. Hit the road in a new 2021 model with your choice of the latest innovations available for new Ford vehicles. These are certainly unconventional times right now, but for your comfort, if you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, Jim K. Ford will be happy to bring a vehicle to your home or your place of work for a demonstration and test drive. Check out their online showroom at jimkford.com or drop in today, Jim K. Ford in Orleans. The SWP, Ottawa Sports Talk, every weekday. Welcome to the SWP. It is a show with episodes every weekday all about tales of Ottawa sports and whatever. Wondrous tales. I'm your host, Steve Warren, along with Jimmy Jerome. James, how are things today? Oh, top shelf, Stevie. I'm good. Uh, I'm on to my new favorite, a little English muffin with uh, butter and jam. Nice. Like a British thing, Stevie. Yeah, You're a butter guy, huh? Yeah, I like, I like those. So I had uh, four of them last night. Right. Okay. Cut them in half, Stevie. Drop them in the toaster. Beautiful. So slathered yeah. in lard effectively <laughs> and way too much carbs. These yeah, are all yeah. really good good choices as you as you push 60. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to get me uh, get me healthy. More I'm butter. Base cell. <laughs> I'm all about the base cell right now. The, That's the all olive I use. oil. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Olive yeah. oil? Well, no, I just use base cell butter, like a tub of that base cell stuff. Well, is it butter or basil? Uh, Not the same. Right. I'm just saying that base, in particular, basil makes an olive oil margarine, which is better than butter. Boom shakalaka. Well, the reason I do the tub is because it's sealed. You know, I used to buy pounds of butter in that little tin far, and then you open it, and it's like, well, now what do I do? Now what do I do? I don't have the butter cover, or, you know, you got to seal it up. You put it in your cupboard, and it gets all hard. So... The tub with the lid on it keeps it soft. Right. Just just providing a bunch of info for the good listener. You know. Solid. Yes. <laughs> and you just, uh, I, I, sat, I sat here watching you eat toast just now, waiting for that to yeah. come to a conclusion. I had the same uh, I had the same lunch really quick. It was leftover spaghetti sauce, just some standard white bread toasted, and uh, just basically threw the spaghetti sauce, nice and meaty, mind you, but just yeah. threw the sauce right onto the white toast and uh, pretended that that was a, an appropriate lunch for a guy my, my age. My grossest leftover ever, uh, was back in the day, I had a roommate. Uh, me, and, me and Glenn Gretzky lived together for a while, and we were, we were kind of, oh, I don't know, unorganized, Steve, mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, and uh, we cooked one night in our apartment, uh, a little potatoes and something and, and barbecued pork chops or something like that. So that was kind of like at the beginning of the summer, you know, let's have a barbecue. That was the start right. of the summer, uh, which was great. And then uh, we never barbecued again. We did it once and we just, I don't know, 
I was too drunk all the time. And uh, um, so come October or something, you know, I said, well, let's cook another, let's do another barbecue here before the snow flies. Okay. And uh, we'll, we'll boil up some potatoes. And so I went down, Steve, to, you know, in the cupboard, the low cupboard, back in the shelf to get out the pot where you boil the potatoes. Right. Steve and I, I pulled out the pot with the two leftover potatoes from May. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah. That must have been all kinds of uh, microscopic oh adventures a, going on there. Oh, man. Thank God there was a lid on it because we just thought our apartment smelled funky, Steve, for a few months. Oh, well, it kind of stinks in here. You know what? Wow. What can they be? <laughs> I don't. I don't even want to. I. Well, I was like a. I don't know. I was like looking at a person's chopped off head. Yeah. <laughs> just a big old science experiment. You yeah. probably just threw yeah. that thing, the whole thing, right in the garbage. Yeah, gross. Yeah, four yeah. months of uh, potatoes sitting in a pot for. I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking about like as we talked about gross things we had for lunch. Do you, did your mom when you were a little kid? feed you that can of ham it, it was it was called one of two things it was either called click ham yeah. or cam ham no and it, spam it came, spam or was it? no i never had spam i think that's the british version of the same i've never had spam though so i don't know but it, i think it, i think it is the same thing it's like sort of this pink like gelatinous muck and you just you need that weird key to kind of oh yeah like, cut the thing in half yeah, and then yeah, you take yeah, it yeah, apart yeah. and then you cut your hand immediately sure because uh, you're a little kid and you're stupid and i i don't nutrition's changed quite a bit we weren't talking about canada food guides back then it was like here's your click or cam ham later when we got fancy we fried it oh. but uh initially i was just white bread a bit of cam ham and some mustard on it like ugh. well i'll bring I'll I'll take you back to the my my mother, uh, you know there were there were five. Did you have of either of those, by the way? Did you have either of those? Uh, I don't she, I don't think she ever did the click or the spam. Okay. I don't I don't think so. So my mother had to make lunches every night, you know, and five of us were going at one time. There before my you know my my brother Joey, me and Paul, my sister Mary Lou and Megan then started school. So she had to make five lunches, Steve. Okay, every night, every night for school, and she hated it. Okay, she just hated. It. I mean, you needed, especially where you know we were knocking off three sandwiches, you know. So uh, you needed two loaves of bread, Steve, every night. Right. Right. Okay, to 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 make sandwiches. So uh, trying to mix it up, Steve, day after day, you could you could tell when my mother had reached her wit's end. Okay, when uh, the the peanut butter and jam had sort of run its course, Steve, for two months straight. Okay. Uh, a treat, Steve, for us was getting bologna. <laughs> that was oh. that was a treat. And then and then my mother just made up shit to put on bread. Okay, like just you're, you're gonna like this one here: lettuce and peanut butter. Ooh, that sounds horrific. Yeah, yeah. And then it would just be it would just be mayo on bread. <laughs> Okay. That would be known is, as the wish sandwich. I wish there was something on this yeah, fucking sandwich. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, the mustard hey, sandwich is the same variety. Hey, mom, yeah. I love those three those three sandwiches today with just and a little bit thin layer of mayo, Steve, even. You know, if you're going to go yeah. mayo, like slather it on there, man, okay? Give me. And then you wouldn't dare complain, Steve. You're going to like you're going to like this, okay? You're going to eat it and you're going to like it. 
Uh, neither one, mum. Neither one. Okay. I I I traded up uh, for an apple. Okay. I got rid of my sandwiches for an apple. Uh, I didn't eat it, and I don't like it. So, right. yeah, that was. I'm, I'm trying to think of some other ideas that she came up with for lunch that were. Well, I don't know. You probably they probably send social services to the house today if you saw. Here's what. Here's what I'm eating here. It's some. Uh, it's some leftover fat from the uh, roast beef on Sunday. Boy, okay. yeah. that sounds amazing. Could you not just <laughs> carved in a little a little further, Mum, into the center to give us a bit of meat? No, no, the fat trimmings. Nice, yeah. cold, cold fat trimmings. <laughs> I shouldn't talk much about the past and what our parents did and such because uh, my son is pretty self-limiting as far as his diet goes. And somewhere along the way, we got into the gluten-free thing. Yep. And so... Instead of bread, he likes rice cakes. We know how rice oh, like cakes. Like rice crispy squares. Um, no rice cakes. Oh, rice they're just, cakes. They're basically they're just dry. round, <laughs> really dry, like a coaster. People use them as a coaster. Yeah. But he he kind of counters it, not by spreading peanut butter on it, but by putting like a shovel full. Like he goes literally. Ooh. You know. You know the the craft peanut butter jar that's about yay big. Sure. Sure. Right. He takes down one of those in like three rice cakes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got to keep an eye on them, but it's literally, it's that thick of peanut butter on one peanut or on one <laughs> rice cake. And so I'm probably not doing him any nutritional favors by not keeping a closer eye no. on that. No, my, my sister Megan used to have an ice cream cone with peanut butter only in it, Steve. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just like scoops and scoops of peanut butter. You know, that's that's what that's what she would that she eat Saturday mornings watching cartoons. Right. I was lying on the couch, hung over, you know, looking at her going because I remember saying, give me some of that. I woke up, you know, my eyes were half closed. It was hung over thinking it was cold, beautiful ice cream. You know, I almost died. I took a big lick of it. (laughs) (laughs) Saturday morning cartoons were the best because you'd watch and you'd always be like envying whatever cereal they were trying to sell you in the context of the Saturday morning cartoons. Whatever cereal I'd be eating, I'd be fairly pleased with it. And then they'd have the new sugary mess that they're advertising during Scooby-Doo or something like that. That's what I remember most about Saturday morning cartoons. How many, unbelie- like just an unbelievable amount of breakfast cereal commercials sure. while I'm sure. trying to mow my own down. I remember anyway. my, uh, my, my, my daughter was pretty funny. Pretty funny, and I would stumble through some words or something sitting at at breakfast with them, and uh, she go, "Oh, oh, you're having trouble there, Dad, with your words." You know, she's like ten, right? And uh, she goes, "Did did you eat a bunch of did you eat a bunch of stupid loops for breakfast this morning, Dad? Some stupid loops." <laughs> some days on the podcast, I feel like I've had a bunch of stupid stupid loops. loops yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was. Uh, my, what was your go-to cereal as a kid? Well, it, I, I got a box of Fruit Loops right now. Uh, okay. We didn't get my, the, the only cereal. My mom had the good like Rice Krispies and Corn Flakes. There was never any Sugar Crisp. There was never any Fruit Loops. What are the you stupid know? boxes you used to cut open and use the box as a bowl? The little yeah. mini guys. Yeah, the dumbest like, thing ever. Yeah, yeah. We're not going on a safari here, Mom. Okay, we don't need these little things here. Can we get can get the big box? Um, yeah, and if you use the bowl, for example, like that's I, I guess that's the reason that you don't have to wash the bowl after, but you do have to wash the coffee table and the carpet <laughs> in the living room because it leaks all over everything. Sure. Yeah. yeah it's not a good design. No, uh, it really isn't. Frosted Flakes was the treat, the only treat we got once in a while. 
They're what? great. Okay, let's get into things. Yeah, let's do something. Right. What a day for Canada, my friend. What a day. Uh, two days in a row where my I'm just pounding my chest. Oh, Canada, all that. So we win the 200-meter gold the day before. Andre DeGrasse does that. He had a bronze, of course, in the 100 meters. And then Damian Warner goes out and wins gold in the decathlon. And, I mean, I was talking earlier about, okay, what am I most impressed with? What gold medal do I want the most? Who should maybe be the flag bearer? And mm-hmm. Damian Warner's got to be in that discussion right now. And you think about how hard it is to train for the decathlon and do the decathlon. Think about the the heat they've got going in Japan. It was so hot they had to reschedule the women's soccer final. Right. So he's out there doing five events a day for two days. You know, so he does five in the first day, five in the second. And just, I think it's probably the hardest gold medal to win when you get down to it. You can talk about Andre DeGrasse or Christine Sinclair or Penny Alexiak, but they, they can really focus on, on their particular sport. You, you got Damian Warner out there who's, who's got a, whatever physical achievement you want to talk about, he's got to get his body ready for that. So right. I think if you're looking at a, the most impressive gold medal or the, uh, the guy who should be the or athlete who should be the flag bearer, it probably should be Damian Warner. Yeah. Incredible feat, right? And, and he, and he, I, I think he sets an Olympic record or, 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 you know, he got over 9,000 points. I don't know how they do it. He's the fourth uh, to do it in history. What's that? He's the fourth man ever to do it in history. Yeah. And to, certainly the, the first Canadian, right. Uh, to, yeah. to do it. Um, I'm, I'm assuming, uh, so anyway, I, I mean, he, he emphatically wins the thing, right? By by a billion points, Be, beats the shit out of everyone. Um, the the flag bearer thing, Stevie. Um, you know, the Olympics are about the higher, faster, stronger. Uh, but the whole the whole story, you know, we were talking yesterday how although the commercials are bugging us, they've got these bios on our athletes, and you kind of you kind of tune in and, and hear these stories of these. You know, a lot of them kids, right? That that are doing this, uh, competing. How they got there, uh, you know, whatever circumstances they they overcame. Sometimes, um, and I fully know, separate those from any commercial discussion. I, right, commercials and those neat vignettes about the athletes—they're totally separate in my mind. Right, and some of those stories, I, you know, I, I've got to admit when I when I hear some of them, like that, you know, you you look at it and go, "That's amazing what this kid did under." under trying circumstances, maybe in their life where they grew up in, you know, in single mother homes or, uh, you know, all, all that. Sometimes I look at that going, maybe that guy should be the flag bearer, you know? Right. Uh, when, it, when it comes to that, because, you know, what it epitomizes hard work, what, what some of these athletes do, all of them, of course. But uh, sometimes I look at that going, this, this, is a, this is a really cool story. You know, I don't have any off the tip of my tongue right now from some of these athletes, but, um, the other, the other thing, Stevie, let's assume, um, let's assume the garbage man doesn't quite drive into my driveway right now with his truck. <laughs> I'm okay. backing up with a beep beep. Yeah. He's got, yeah. I don't know if you can hear that. I can barely hear it. Beautiful. Quit looking through my garbage. Just throw it in the truck. Got a creepy garbage guy. That's weird. He's rifling through my garbage, Steve, right now. Maybe uh, throwing out valuables? <laughs> I don't know. That's I don't know. Weird. Um, but I anyway, think yeah, Damian, other, so, War- Damian Warner, to me, just checks off all the boxes. 
What about this, Steve? Say, say Sinclair wins the gold. Or, or you shouldn't say her individually. The women's uh, football team wins the gold. So now you've got DeGrasse, you've got Warner, and you've got Sinclair. You know, uh, well, you how, about all three of them carry, how about all three of them carry the flag? you got to go Alexiak in that discussion as well. She's the most decorated Canadian Olympian ever now. The swimmer, right? Yep. Yeah. What, what about all three or four of them, Steve, with a little hand on the flag as they come in for the closing ceremonies? Huh? Well, they had... How, how do you pick, right? How I, do you I don't pick? Know, I, I don't know the duo that brought it in, so it's not unprecedented. There was a rugby player and a basketball player, I believe, male and female. I don't have their names at the tip of my tongue right now. Um, so... Yeah, multiple flag bearers, not unprecedented. But I don't know if oh, they okay. go beyond. I don't know if they go go beyond two. And uh, I think if they go two, I, I I don't even think there's a chance that Christine Sinclair can be in the mix with Damian Warner and Penny Alexiak, hardest gold medal to win, first time Canada's done it, and then Penny Alexiak, most decorated Olympian of all time. I I, I don't know that Christine Sinclair. And she's got a couple of bronzes in the past, and I think she's carried before, if I'm not mistaken. I just don't see her as, uh, and, and I'm not, I don't say this to demean her accomplishments and such, but in the here and now, as a as a fan, that's probably who I'd like to see, Warner and Alexiak, if you're doing a duo. And if there's only one, it would be Warner. How about, here's Stevie, how about this one? So you win the Stanley Cup, okay, the, whoever, get, you know, the captain comes and gets it first or whoever, yep. and then they pass it around. Why not, excuse me, why not have everyone touch the flag? You know, like they do it in the, in the uh, uh, you know, in the arena, Steve, for the national anthem, right? Now they've, they've, they put the flag out, right? And they lay it over everyone in the stands and everyone passes it along around the arena, right? Not unlike the torch in the opening ceremonies. That's, I'm not uh, being a lot, funny. A lot I'm of handoffs yeah. when it comes to the torch. Yeah, you got how many hundreds of athletes coming in and just pass it over their head. Everyone gets to touch it. Everyone gets to bear the flag, Stevie. Uh-huh. Yeah. See? I don't, You're speechless with that idea. No, I think it's a I don't I don't think it's there's no wrong decision on this. Um unless they give it to you or I to carry. That would be totally wrong. Um because we weren't in the Olympics, didn't come close to the Olympics, weren't trying to get in the Olympics. Uh, right. You know, as long as they're dealing, I think that group of four was in the, one of those or all of those or some of those. As long as they're in the mix, then I think most Canadians will be happy. Um, and you can make a pretty strong argument for it, uh, for it to be to favor the females. Uh, this just in, if you've been living under a rock, the females won all the golds or all right. the, uh, all the medals, I should say. Um, it's, it's, it's heavily weighted in front of the late on the ladies' side. So you might make that as part of your decision-making process, someone who's representing the ladies. So that would be either Alexiak or Sinclair in all likelihood. So uh, how about this one, Steve? Okay, uh, who's going to carry it for China? Okay, they, they should probably go with this story here. Um, uh, Quan Hong Chan. Okay, I've got that right. Uh, 14 years old, Steve. Okay, she wins the 10-meter diving last night. I was watching it, okay? Yep. She'd carry the flag. I don't know if you saw a picture of her, okay? She'd carry the flag, but she probably can't lift it, Steve. Okay, right. how small that girl is, Okay. Little twiggy arms, unbelievable! Just a just a little wee gem of a girl, fourteen, Steve, and she won the world. I think she won a world title, Steve, at thirteen years old. If you told okay. me she was nine, I'd believe you. Yeah, yeah, and not only that, but but gets 
two of two of her dives, maybe all the judges gave her ten. I think there's six or seven judges. She was unreal. She won by a landslide. Ten across landslide. the board. Yeah, yeah. I unreal. mean, it's just. I'm, how? At what age did you start here to get get prepared? Not just to see if I could get to the Olympics, but to win a gold. Yeah, and I was also looking at the young woman from China. Her name's Guan Chen Chen, and she won the balance beam, won the gold medal there. That was the one that uh, Simone Biles came back and competed in at the end, and she looks, I don't know, 12. She's actually 16, but, you know, immediately you're impressed. As a sports fan, you go, wow, to be that great, that young, all of it is positive, and all of it is me being impressed by it. But the more I think about it, the more I wonder about whether that's you know, like, I can't imagine you having a very, let me put it this way. I can't imagine you having a very balanced childhood for you to be at the top of the world at age 14. Right. And, and, and unfortunately, that's where you go to, right? When you see that, when you, see, you know, the girl stands on the podium, she, she wins this gold. Uh, and, and then you find out she's only 14. She would have qualified, Steve, uh, at 13, but you, 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 you got to be 14 to go to the Olympics. Okay. So right. they've got, they got that really strict age limit, okay? <laughs> that you can't be you can't be thirteen years old, and she, you know, she she would have probably won it then, yeah. If she, you know, there. I mean, there were no Olympics when she was thirteen, but uh, it's one of those deals that you have to measure it out and base it on the kid and the observation of the kid. Like I've always said, there's nothing wrong with a kid being uber involved in their sport, even making it their lives. As long as they're the ones directing it, they're the ones that are pushing it. Um, if mom and dad are cracking the whip effectively and, uh, and they're the ones that are driving it, then you get into a problem, I think. Uh, well, because, and this isn't a China story either. Like Canada had a, an outstanding 14-year-old swimmer who finished up in fourth place. I believe she was in the freestyle event, uh, 400 meters, and came close to winning a medal this year. So it's not a, it's not me attacking any particular country, um, but I do have concerns when I when I see someone who is so elite at such a young age. Um, well, there are two. You have you have to measure each case by their own merits, though I think for the reasons I indicated. They're too immature, Steve. Too young to to make those decisions. Some right? of them, They're, yeah. I mean, they can be they can be really influenced easily, like I was at fourteen years old, or at twelve, or thirteen, or ten. Or nine or eight years old when when these kids are getting into, you know, gymnastics, right? A lot, a lot of, a lot. Of, I I guess that's where they start and then go to diving because all the tumbling they can do and stuff. But um, I get what you're saying, but but could you go to a ten year old and go say, well, what would you like to do, right? Any ten year old goes, well, I don't know what I want to do is what. So you're not gonna be put out or what? What, what do you want me to do, right? <laughs> it's yeah. like. So what, what do you do, right? You've got a kid who's uber talented. Uh, anyway, remarkable story. Remarkable story. I hope her parents are cool. Yeah. Um, incredible what she did. The naivety, Steve, of when she won, uh, walking around on the pool deck thereafter, just, you know, picking up her knapsack, and just putting it on her back and, and, and then checking her towel and stuff like that, like, like sort of taking it all in stride, you know? I don't know, like she just did a, you know, 
walked on stage to get her graduation diploma with her parents and then smiled and waved a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it just blew me away. It just blew me away. And I, I had to keep stopping going. She's 14. Yeah, <laughs> man. Crazy. And, it just, I, and again, it's uh, I don't want to bury anybody's parents or anything like that, but you see it all the time. If you've ever been around competitive sports, you've seen parents make it the lives for their kids. Um, you know, and I think in, you know, in a lot of, a lot of situations, it's studies and it's the sport. And that's, there's really not much room for anything else. And uh, you sure yeah. do miss out on a lot of childhood, a lot of amazing things that you'll only be able to appreciate in your childhood years, you know, you know, going to hanging out with friends, um, you know, just uh, sure. first loves, uh, all those things. It's just, uh, right. it just feels right. like, and, and there's, you know, they're, they're living a pretty amazing life too in their way, but it, it just feels like you can probably get to the same end with a little more balance. All right. Right. I agree. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's going to be the irony. of The whole thing is her gold medal. I can't speak for her, but it might be safe to say her gold medal will mean less to her than many other people, many others around her in her circle. That's kind of weird. All right, let's take a time out of the program. When we come back, hey, the CFL is back. The Canadian Football League. Are you ready for some football? And all fired up last night, and we'll talk about it after these words. Everyone knows that to get the best price on home and auto insurance, you have to shop around. But who really wants to do that? With access to all kinds of insurance markets, not only can I get you the best price, but I'll also make sure that you get full value for your money. Call me. I'm Jared Gerard, All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Everybody knows that Jim K. Ford is a fantastic choice to handle your automotive needs, but they're also a full-service commercial and fleet dealership. They supply companies in the Ottawa area with work trucks of all shapes, sizes, and functionalities, from small delivery vans to the big F-750s. Whether you're in towing, landscaping, or deliveries, Jim K. Ford will help you with the right truck customized for your needs. JimKFord.com, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. And compared to this time last year, the price of a single-family home in Ottawa has skyrocketed. And if you're curious to know what your home might be worth in a blazing hot market like this, you should call the Glen Walton Real Estate Team today, and Glen will fix you up with a free, no-obligation estimate. You'll be shocked to learn what you could get for your home and what similar homes are going for in this market. Call the Glen Walton Real Estate Team today at glenwalton.com. So the Canadian Football League is back upon us. My Red Blacks taking on your Elks on Saturday night, James. Maybe we should put a few shekels on that. Uh, I'll take Ottawa. I'll take Edmonton. I need points, though. Yeah. (laughs) That's how I feel about the Red Blacks' chances. (laughs) All right. I got no idea. I'll tell you what, though. Then I'll take Uh, 14 points. (laughs) Okay, I'll give you 14 points. Um, You talk about a buzz around the city. Uh, You know, I flip. I get up in the mornings. I flip through my social media stuff. And... uh, People are people are over the moon, Stevie. Over the moon that football is back here. Well, guys, it's been twenty months since we last played a game. Yeah, twenty months. And I saw guys, uh, friends of mine who I know who are who are rabid fans, and a guy was painting decals on his van and his car. Right, that that he's so he's so excited about the the Eskimos or whatever they're called, the Eagle, the Elks, Elks. the Eagles, whatever it is. Okay, the Elkimos. Elks. Yeah, that. Uh, um, they're, they're fired up. It's like when I was in Ottawa there last week, it's the same same deal. Uh, 
my sister's husband was playing a gig. He's a drummer. And they closed off a street between Bank and O'Connor. They closed mm-hmm. off Somerset. Mm-hmm. And so there's nighttime street deal. And people were walking around, Steve. Okay. Like, like they, they kind of, some people kind of stumbled across it. And they were absolutely beaming, Stevie. Going crazy like like they are right now when I see pics, pictures of people on Facebook about the about football being cranked up, you know it's like it's like I don't know they just landed on the moon or something, you know it's it's really cool it's really cool to see people saying what a relief this is you know to get life getting back to normal um, because people are people are on the court sort of the the edge of snapping Steve with with COVID and and not having things to do so it's cool. Yeah, no doubt. Um, certainly, Red Blacks fans are excited about getting back to the park. Uh, I have to wait a little bit here. There's a couple of weeks on the road and then a bye week, so they don't uh, get started at home until the end of this month. When we last checked in with our conquering heroes in Ottawa, James, they had uh, <clears throat> hit hit rock bottom. If, if they had a record of three and fifteen, and uh, yeah. I think they lost. Ooh. I believe they lost something like, I don't know, 10 of their last 11 games too down the stretch uh, was not yeah. very good. And then, uh, but they've gone out and they've gotten help. Winnipeg Blue Bombers are the defending champions in case you forgot about that. And so they got Winnipeg's assistant coach in Paul Lapolice. He's now their head yes. coach. They got the backup quarterback. He started the year as their starter and Matt Nichols. He's their starting quarterback in Ottawa. And Timothy Flanders with the backup running back in Winnipeg, and he's likely to be Ottawa's starter in the backfield here. So uh, they decided to go out and get some of that Grey Cub love and bring in some Winnipeg guys. The trouble is, the um, and this is their biggest problem last year, the Red Blacks had no quarterback effectively. They brought in a bunch of second and third stringers, hoping one of them would emerge as a starter. The 3-15 and 15 record might indicate that never occurred. So they bring in Matt Nichols, and right out of the gate, he seems to be dinged up already. Nichols was limited for a second day uh, at practice, and uh, so you worry that uh, that he's not 100% before you've even gotten to week one. That's a bit of a concern. Anyway, I'm glad the CFL is back, and hopefully um, they'll be able to get things rolling and get the league back in good shape after, well, having to shut down for a year and a half. Do you know who they should bring in for quarterback, Stevie? Who's that? Damian Warner. Okay, this freaking guy can do anything. I mean, I mean that wouldn't be just. <laughs> I believe just you may be right. I believe you may be right. <laughs> wouldn't take him long to get good at it. I wouldn't think. Uh, I'm trying to think, Stevie. When you bring up the CFL, um, you know they call it the, the 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 Grey Cup, right? They call it the annual drunk. I think wasn't that it? The 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 national uh, drunk. I think is was was the nickname for it. And uh, as you know, I went to many, many, many Grey Cups. Uh, and never made it to a game. And I'm trying to think of the most drunk guy I can remember at, at the Grey Cup. Uh, this would be a good bracket, Steve. Okay? This would be a very good bracket. Who's the most drunk guy you've ever seen at a Grey Cup? Uh, one, guy was, one guy was lying face down in a fountain when I was in uh, Regina in the lobby of of uh, a hotel i hope someone uh, helped him uh, well they, i don't he was he was kind of sleeping but there was water in there steve okay he's not so drowning he, though is my point no he wasn't drowning no 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 he was he was sleeping you know it was a little bit of water that was drunk the and and the other one is uh the guy 
who thought he was at an ATM machine stuffing his card into actually a whole hotel room door. The, the little lock, you know, the, oh, the no. card lock on your door. This thing's yeah, not how giving drunk me are any you, money. Steve? How drunk are you, Steve? If you like, he had his head against the door, you know, just leaning against the door. <laughs> I can't remember my PIN number here. I don't want to scroll yeah. on. Yeah, yeah that's, wait, there's no yeah. buttons. Welcome back, CFL, baby. Welcome back. All right. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Don't forget our website is stevewproject.com. If you have a question about the show, you can easily go to that website and see all the information that's there, including how you can be a Patreon member. There's also a link to if you'd like to be a sponsor of the program. There's all kinds of opportunities to have your questions answered. Please check it out, stevewproject.com. Have a terrific weekend. We're back on Monday. Good night, everybody. We'll see you. Thanks for being with us on the SWP. Please subscribe today and share the show with your friends and followers. We're at stevewproject.com.